All right, guys. Well, guess who is back after, let me see, several months of being gone. Um, I think my last podcast was in March. So let's see, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. It has been eight months since I have last dropped a podcast. And yeah, so there have been tons of things happening in my life. Um, Lots of different changes and lots of things taking place in that eight month span. And today I have brought on a very special guest. Um, She's special to me and I'm, I'm pretty sure special to her family members and the people that uh, are closest to her. Uh, Her name is Delinda Moorhead. She is the owner of Plus Size Fitness LLC. You guys can find her on Facebook and Instagram. Again, if y'all missed it the first time, that is Delinda Moorhead. She is the owner of Plus Size Fitness LLC. And y'all can definitely check out her page for um, tips and um tricks as far as your weight loss journey is concerned and how to eat healthy on a budget yeah y'all definitely go check her out but delinda welcome to the clear intention podcast thank you for having me this is so exciting yes i'm so excited to have you so let me ask you is this your first time ever doing a podcast it is so i'm a newbie excellent very good. Well, it, it's like my first time back up here again today too. So don't 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 feel like you're alone. I'm I'm over here shaking in my boots. Um <laughs> so so you got to bear with me while we while we work through this interview, but um a little bit about my relationship with Delinda. I met Delinda as a coworker a few years ago and um yeah, ever since then it's been history. I mean, we've grown so much closer from the first time we met to now. And yeah, I mean, she's an awesome coworker. We work, we work closely together with kids and we don't work anymore together, but uh, we did work together for a few years and enjoyed our time getting to know one another. And it's so funny because actually, even though we worked in that classroom together and we were, we were getting to know each other, we, we know each other more now not working together than we did when we worked literally in the same classroom. I agree. I I think, (laughs) but honestly, because I've given this some thought, and I think it's because when we're at work, we have on our professional appearances. Yep. So we, we, we only let you see maybe snippets of the real us, but the majority of the time you're going to get the professional us. That's, I, you know what? Agreed. 100% agreed. I I agree. I'm like that. Even with the job I'm at now, I, I will give people some of me but it is still very much closed off because I I, mm -mm, you got to get the you got I got you got to show me that I can trust you enough to let you really in you know into really who I am but right anyway I've enjoyed our I've enjoyed our conversations and our relationship growing over the past few years and man you know just a support like a true supportive friend um it's been it's been amazing so yeah you've kind of been with me on this journey of change um boy a lot of change <laughs> from the first time I, I I met you to now and so I brought you on to the podcast to talk about the changes going on in your life um and how they may have impacted you and your family whether it's um your career whether it's your dating life whether it's your family whether it's whatever it is, change. That seems to be something that we're all kind of getting used to uh, because what we used to know as normal is no longer normal and we're all having to kind of go through some changes. So um, do you feel like the topic of change is something that you have a lot or, you know, some valuable insight on? You know, oddly enough, when you originally approached me about this, I would not have thought my life had changed that much. But when I really sat and thought about it, I was like, no, you've had a lot of changes. But I guess because they have been so gradual that I didn't really notice that they were happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like none of my changes were like, pow, change. Drastic changes. Right. They were all, you know, I had time to adjust. Yeah. 
I think that makes a big difference too when you do have time to adjust rather than when it is a drastic, sudden. Maybe I shouldn't say drastic because drastic, maybe that's not the best word. Maybe I should say a sudden change because even a change that happens gradually can be drastic, but it doesn't mean that it's sudden. Right. So maybe I should say, maybe I should say a sudden change. Okay, well, y'all, if you didn't already know by our brief conversation so far, today's topic is going to be about change. And actually, the next few podcasts will be about change um, from different perspectives. So um, today we are talking with Delinda and we're going to dive into her life a little bit as much as she is comfortable with. And we're going to get right into it. So um, y'all stay tuned to what we are going to be talking about. All right. So, Linda, what do you want to tell the people about who you are? Oh, wow. That, that's almost like one of those um, interview relationship questions. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for? <laughs> oh, God. Who are you? Listen, that's a whole nother podcast right there. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I, I want to say I am really just starting to get to know who I am. Um, right. You know, turning 50 was like a big thing for me. And, mm -hmm. and I'm having a lot of ahas about who I am. Like I'm funny, smart. Um, you know, I, I love to read. I love to watch, go to plays. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I had stopped doing because it didn't seem to be popular. Um, mm -hmm. I'm now reconnecting. So I'm like reconnecting with myself right now. Um, okay. And I've already looked up like maybe two plays I want to go to, just oh, wow. some books, just a lot of stuff that, so that that's me. I am funny. I love to read. I love to go to plays. I love to hang out, but I also love to be in my personal space um, within my home. Wow. You know what? I never knew that you enjoy plays. Like, oh. as you're saying that, I'm like, oh, wow, I never knew that. Yeah, like my mom used to get me uh, tickets to whatever play. Normally, it would be like a gospel play coming through mm -hmm. um, Raleigh. So she would get me a ticket to whatever play I wanted to see every year. Um, oh. Oh. Yeah, so this year, I... I'm not going to be able to do the Tamala Man concert, but there are some other ones that I've already checked out that I do want to attend. Nice. That gives me some ideas. Look, we're going to have to add that to our um, experiences list when we get ready to go out again. Um, yeah. Because I had no idea. That's really cool. Yeah. Learn something new every day. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but see, I had stopped. It's been probably, you know, 15, maybe 20 years since I've been to, maybe, I'm going to say 20, maybe 15. Oh, wow. So that's how long it's been since it was still called like the Memorial Auditorium, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's how long it's been. If you are a local Raleigh person, Raleigh-Durham area person, you, you, you'll know what we talk about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Well, speaking speaking of the times changing, right? So let's mm -hmm. let's get into this pandemic. Um I know that things have changed for you as far as your work is concerned. Um pre-pandemic versus pandemic and how has that how how does that look? What what did work look like for you prior to the pandemic and what does work look like for you now in the pandemic? Um, I want to say, well, right now I'm currently working in pre-K. So these are four to five-year-olds. Mm -hmm. um, Pre-pandemic, I would say the majority of them would have had some type of daycare experience. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they would come in, maybe just needing some a little bit more of the academic guidance of how schools work versus daycares. Gotcha. Whereas post-pandemic, uh, there is no experience because they've been at home. Oh, wow. So, and it's literally uh, a, a first experience. And, and I've learned and had to take a step back and realize that this is probably uh, the most traumatic and frightening experience that a four-year-old could have mm. to 
be in a building, not just a classroom, but an entire building and know no one mm. and, wow. and possibly not even speak the same language. Oh yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. You're right. And, and I think about, can you imagine how isolated that person and to be four now and to feel that isolated? Yeah. You know, yeah. and mommy and daddy are telling you I'll be back and they're leaving. Mm. So we have learned that post pandemic to really focus on that social emotional uh, connection when they uh, first start with us in the classroom. Wow. Um, academics will come, but the first thing we, we have to do is build that trust and that mm -hmm. comfort. Mm -hmm. And and I have to tell you, Google Plus or not Google Plus, Google Translate uh -huh. uh, <laughs> became my best friend. Listen, yes. <laughs> yes. If I have not learned to use anything else this year, especially because I've changed jobs myself and my role is different. Oh, Google Translate. Yes. That's going to help me out. <laughs> You know, and it's funny because even the kids, when they come to talk to us, it's like they're waiting. Right. Like, where's okay, the where's the phone? So, which <laughs> is kind of hilarious. Yeah. So they, which also shows how quickly they are um, able to adapt. Right, right. To, to the situation. And they quickly learn if this device is what's going to allow me to communicate, then I need to have this ready. I need to see it and I need to know it's there for me. Right. So now, okay, so you talked about the kids kind of having a first-time experience. And I know that you work with pre-K students in the, um, you know, in the school system. So I guess my thought process is if this is their first time experiencing being away from their family and in a building and having to have their mask on, do you notice a difference in their ability to retain information the information that you guys are trying to teach them like do you realize do you do you think that y'all are having to slow your slow your teaching down for the students more than you have in the past I would say yes um and and we are having to uh kind of revamp you know what has worked and like I said this is my fifth year I want to say in pre-k mm -hmm. so what has worked in the past is is actually not working as well this year um and oh, that's wow. what we have come to learn and and that we had to adjust our thinking of saying um again uh when they come in and they have that daycare experience mm -hmm. um you can tell academically you can probably move a little faster Right. But when they come in and they don't have any academic um, experience, you do have to slow it down. So yes. whereas you might do uh, two numbers a week, you're only doing one. Um, mm. Whereas you introduce uh, a letter that morning and a number that afternoon, you might have to do the letter for that entire day. Wow. Um, okay. And it's a lot, a lot more repetition um, is being done this year to try mm -hmm. to help them retain the information. And we have started using words like introducing them to um, letters, introducing them to numbers and colors, you know, versus teaching. We are introducing, we are exposing them to right. um, things in the school to help get them ready for kindergarten. So our vocabulary has changed as well. Wow. It kind of forces you to 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 challenge them and, and really and ultimately it's challenging yourself too, because not only do you have the job of of teaching them what their basic letters are, but you're trying to also make sure that yeah, they have the basic information they need to know for pre-K, but I'm trying to make sure that they are ready for kindergarten too on a slower pace. That's that's um yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, I will say um, the the one of the things that we expected to be hard, but actually has not been hard, is the mask mandate. Oh, um, wow. Again, kids are so adaptable and resilient. Um, we so far we have been um, lucky enough to not have a child come in and say, "I don't want to wear it. I don't like it." You know, none of that. We make, we actually try to make it fun. 
That's good. Um, you know, we encourage them to decorate their masks, to, you know, if they have on a mask that has a superhero on it, we talk about it, right. you know. So we make the mask a part of the daily classroom life so that when they do go to kindergarten, if by chance we are still wearing a mask, um, they are used to it. Yeah. Wow. You know, putting it on, taking it off. We do make sure we have mask breaks when we go outside, you know, to give them time to, you know, take it off because none of us want to um, have to have a mask on for eight straight hours. Right. Of course. You are. That's, now, that's that, that's surprising that y'all haven't had much kickback with the kids on wearing the mask. Now, what about the pandemic? Like, how, how has the pandemic affected you and your family, like you and your daughter and wearing the mask? Does your daughter have asthma? Yes. Okay. I thought I thought I remembered that. How has the pandemic affected you guys with the mask wearing and especially with her having asthma? Um I I had to keep her home a lot more. She was she was virtual for quite some time. Mm. Um and luckily we were virtual so I was able to stay home, but going out, I had to make sure I had aerosol spray in my car. I had mask in my car. You know, things you would never think would be in your car. Right. Um, were in there, <laughs> you know, and it's almost like a checklist that you have to do before you step out of your car and going into any building. Yeah. You know, do I have my mask? Do I have my hand sanitizer? You know, uh, you know, things like that. And it was double for me because now here's the thing. Before they started opening things back up, I was very conscious about making sure my mask was on, hand sanitizer. Um, if I had a package delivered, I would spray it, let it sit before I opened it. I mean, I, I felt like I was on it. <laughs> right, right. So, and, and keeping her safe, you know, she stayed inside the majority of the time. Like, if she had to go out, it was because she absolutely had to go out. Um, gotcha. And then they made the... Uh, the vaccine available to everybody and I decided to get it um, mm -hmm. for, for, you know, my, my reasons. Right. Um, and then I noticed when they started slowly opening stuff back, mm -hmm. I let my guard down. Ah. I became very comfortable and very, um, Oh, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm good. I can go here. I can go there. I can do this. I can do that. Right. And, probably about a good two to three weeks of us doing that she got sick oh wow now thankfully it was a cold it was not COVID or okay. anything like that but it was an aha moment that said no you still like, girl, hold on. <laughs> yes we not out there no more <laughs> look, look look we ain't outside no well we were but we went back in so so <laughs> But it also taught me how quickly and how easily that you can let your guard down. Yeah. Um, and I cannot afford to do that because she does have asthma. Yeah, that's so true. So now, did you know, so with her, with her going back to kind of being more in the house, you know, once you realize like, wait a second, you know, it's, it's a little too early, maybe a little bit too much going out at the very beginning. Did you notice that she had more asthma flare-ups or did she did she not experience more asthma flare-ups with having to wear that mask more often? Um, she, she did express that she was uncomfortable wearing the mask and that um, she felt like her breathing was a lot heavier. Mm. Um, and I will say that there were times when I noticed I could hear her breathing uh, and it's just sounded louder. Right. Um, so we had to get creative with things that we could do in the house. A lot okay. more, you know, game playing, um, you know, finding interesting things to watch on television, um, having, you know, quiet time. Yeah. You know, even just being outside, like we would just sit outside on the back porch and just read. You know, yeah. so we had to get creative with that. And she, luckily, these were things she enjoyed. I was getting ready to say, I bet that was a change that was positive for her. Like, yeah, we might be stuck in the house, but we're not just stuck in the house. We're doing things, you know, we're right. active. We're spending quality time together. That's good. That's good. Yeah, not not all change is bad change. I mean, I, I, will, I will say that. Not all change is bad change. Now, you guys have... Um, you guys have recently moved. 
um, from the city to the to the country, as as the people like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that how has that move how has that move impacted you and your family? Well, oddly enough, when I first moved, when I first made the move, in my head, it was temporary. Right. Um, I was just going to be here for, you know, six months to a year. And then I'm bouncing right back to Raleigh. So I'm leaving my doctors, my dentist, everything is going to be up here, you know. And and that was my mentality of I was trying to hold on to the old and resisting the new. Right. Well, I, I see now that um, I'm glad I was able to 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 stop doing that and start embracing being where I am now because I actually really do like where I am now. Okay. Um, it actually focused, uh, not focused, it caused me to have to step up mm-hmm. um, my dependence on others because I noticed, well, I didn't notice when I first moved here, but uh, my support system was gone. Mm, that's major. You know, I lived in, I've lived in Raleigh my whole life. And um, my daughter was 10 minutes away. My mom was maybe 15 minutes away. My sister was downstairs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. just to give right. you some idea of how <laughs> close we were. Wow. Now I'm... Uh, no, as my, as my oldest daughter would say, um, she has to say, it's a road trip when they come visit me. (laughs) Not a road trip. (laughs) She calls it, she calls it a road trip. Oh, not the road trip. Yeah, I got a pet food and stuff like that when I get get on the road. I'm like, you know what? It's not that far. But, you know, I, I had a moment where I can say I had like a, a, a small breakdown. Yeah. Because I was like, my support system is gone. Mm. Um, if I want to run to the store, I can't tell my sister, hey, can you keep an eye on my daughter? I'm going to run to the store right quick. Right. I I have to take her everywhere I go. Wow. You wow. know, if, if I wanted to go out with friends, um, I had to plan ahead mm-hmm. by seeing when my mom was going to be available that meant me driving all the way to Raleigh to drop her off, go, you know, wherever we're going, and then I have to still go back and pick her up and still make the drive yes. home. Ooh, yes. Yeah, you see? Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, and you get to the point where you go, I- I'm just not going anywhere. Look, I'm just going to stay in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But I was, you know, um, thankful enough that one of my coworkers just casually mentioned that um, her daughter uh, likes to babysit and um, they actually stayed probably 10-15 minutes away from me. Oh, nice. So well, I was like, sense. there you go. Um, a way was made. <laughs> yeah. That's now, you know, that's a that's a that's a that's a thing that people really don't think about when you make make the change to, or the the you decide to move somewhere. Moving is big. Yes. Um, moving, especially moving out of the city that you're in or the town that you're in, when you move to a different city, you don't really realize until you get in your place and you get acclimated in your place. Like, oh, wait, the grocery store ain't five minutes away no more. Now it's 10 minutes away. Yes. Or, oh, wait, the traffic is a little bit more tight right in this area than it was when I was over here. It's just, it's the small things. Or even like for me, I know when I moved out into what I call the country, but it ain't really the country. But when I moved out this way, I really was like, okay, you know, I'm going to be picking up my gym stuff and I'm going to be hitting the gym. And girl, it's been eight months. And I, I hit the gym maybe like maybe five times, maybe five. And, and- I will say that's probably the, the one of the biggest things that I miss about the move that I made. Yeah. Um, because I was in a residential area. It was very, you know, easy for me to wake up and decide I wanted to go walking. Yeah. And just go out and start walking. Where yeah. I am now, there's no sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the main road and the way those cars, well, honestly, if they drive anything like me, no, I'm not walking. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
so yeah, that yeah. was another that was another big adjustment like okay. i said i had to join a gym um or you know just try to find creative ways to get a workout in so that's been a big change yeah that's and i even even in a sense because i know somebody might be out there listening whenever they do listen to this somebody might be like well you can exercise anywhere in your house outside okay but we're not talking about that (laughs) we're not talking about that I, i i know exactly what you're talking about i feel like when i moved out here i was used to being able to just go jogging in my neighborhood or walking in my neighborhood uh like you said it was a residential where we are now, yeah, of course there are houses out here, but this is not, this ain't, you just not going walking by yourself. That's just not, you know, no. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. And there were, I, there were people that I would see every day when I went walking. And of course there are other walkers, there are joggers, you know, there, there's the community. Others are out doing it. Whereas right. here, when I did try to do it, because again, there was that denial of mm-hmm. trying to keep everything the same. I felt very isolated. Mm. So I think that's one of the biggest um, differences and changes when people say, yes, you can, you can exercise anywhere. Well, actually I disagree with that. You know, when you feel isolated and um, I I have, I had to have weapons on me or I felt like I had to have weapons with me Right. when I went walking by myself. And I didn't feel that before because there were plenty of other people around restaurants you know, businesses, that's not the case here. And you know uh, what? After a while, what happens is you're, you're, you, at one point you're doing your fitness journey for your own self because mm-hmm. you have a passion for it, because you have a drive for it. But once you have to start carrying all that extra stuff, your focus shifts from, okay, I'm doing this because it feels good to me. It makes me feel better To Your focus shifts to, okay, I don't feel safe. And now I'm, I'm constantly thinking about, Am I okay? Is somebody going to be following me? Is something going to happen to me? It takes the joy and the passion out of what, what the purpose was for you to even be able to walk, for you, exactly. be, you know, to do your exercise, for you to walk, for you to do those things. So yeah, that's, that is a major change. So when people are, when, when people are thinking about moving, those are things that take into consideration. Like you said, your support system, you know, your, the people, your neighbors, uh, where are you going to be living? Is it close to, a gym is it close to things that you like doing um because once you get to where you're going you might have to make some major adjustments and, and, and I, it end up putting you in a little rut for a little yeah, while yeah um because again um i i said and i think one of the main reasons again what changed that i joined the gym is because i was doing um like youtube videos mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day i was in my bedroom working out alone to a video yeah that in itself can become depressing right you know um, and I love doing workout videos but when you have that moment you realize I'm just you know I'm I'm alone again your focus is not the workout everything else becomes the focus and you will eventually stop doing it right and you know what, I, now since we're here on the topic of weight loss and the journey, and I know I mentioned at the very beginning of our podcast that you are the owner and the founder of um, Plus Size Fitness. So we might as, well just, might as well just jump right into that. So what is Plus Size Fitness about? Why did you create Plus Size Fitness LLC? Well, um, in, in my weight loss journey, I have always been plus size. Um, and when I started losing weight, uh, I realized I don't have a desire to be slim, mm-hmm. um, but I do have a desire to be fit. Okay. So then I had, well, what does fit look like? You know, is it the right. size four or is it this, you know, the size 24? Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted the 24 to look fit as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, when you go on my page, it will say, um, plus size fitness is based upon where you don't have to be a four to be fit. I love it. Um, Absolutely love it. And and I agree. I I agree. Keep on going though. Let me not interrupt. Go ahead. (laughs) So I, I talk about now, the funny thing is when I first started it, I would just get up and talk about random 
thoughts that I would have when I went walking. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm glad to say that that has now changed. And the focus is now more on um, food, you know, on a budget, um, the the good times, the bad times. You know, every single week I I ask uh, those that are currently following me, you know, what were your, what did you learn from the high, from the lows? And did you remember to celebrate the highs? Oh, wow. You know, because we have both, I guarantee you, we have both every day, not just every week, but every single day you have at least one high and at least one low. Yeah. You know, and again, if you focus constantly on those lows, you're going to stop. You're going to give Mm -hmm. up. Um, mm-hmm. So I like to ask that question. What was your high? You know, was it something as small as I only ate half a donut today? Right. Whereas normally I might have smashed a whole donut, maybe two. Right. Right. And seeing the positive in that you only ate half a donut. Well, then you made progress and you need to celebrate that. Right. 100%. You know? Yeah. You know, I think you when did... people get on a weight loss journey. They, they forget to celebrate the highs. So I, I love that idea that, you know what, it's, it is a journey. It's not just a road. It's not just a stop here. You stop. There. It is a journey. That means it's continual. It's continuous. And if you're always focused on, dang, I messed up. Now I just might as well throw it all away. No, I'm pretty sure yeah. you had some good moments. Yeah. Yep. Maybe, maybe you were fasting all the way up until, I don't know, the afternoon, whether that's 12, p.m. Or, or 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 1 p.m. and then you you finally did decide to eat and like you said you don't you didn't eat the whole donut you ate half well you exactly. know what? hey I I'm I'm grateful that I didn't eat the whole thing I did exactly good. celebrate that yes yeah. and um another thing we uh do on my page is um I actually talk about all the different ways there are out here to lose weight yes um because there's no one Mm-hmm. I don't think there's one correct way. I there's agree. one. I, I, you know, sometimes I will do a, um, what's called a keto meal and mm-hmm. I'll post it, but then I will do a comparison meal that's low carb, mm-hmm. but then I might, I've also, uh, done Weight Watchers and I might come up and talk about that. Mm-hmm. I might talk about the OMAD, which is the one meal a day, you know, mm. you have to find what and I've actually taken classes about this. You have to find what works for your body. Now, yes. my oldest daughter has is on this journey with me, believe, and believe it or not, you know, she found out that you know keto worked for her mm-hmm. better than Weight Watchers. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, no, and, you know, and, and we were both, you know, kind of, you know, I said, no, you need to celebrate that. You have finally found your path. Right. And you now know? when you say keto, you're talking about, are you talking about the low carb, low sugar? That's, that's right. For all, for all my people out there who don't know what keto is. Now she actually does the strict one. Oh, oh yeah. She's playing no games. No. And I mean, I mean, she is on uh, Pinterest and these, you know, different websites, getting recipes and sending me pictures oh, and just so, no. And again, I mean, she does the green smoothie, the bullet coffee. She, oh, wow. Name it. <laughs> she wow. is doing it. Yes. Yeah, so keto. Yes. Right. Now me. No, it didn't. I, I tried it and it worked for a while, but um. Yeah, I had more struggles than success with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I decided, oh, well, I, I did give it a, a good try. And I believe if you can't say, oh, you know, I did it for two weeks and it didn't work. Right. <laughs> you know, then <laughs> and that's another thing we typically do. We will try something. And if we don't see immediate results within, yep. you know, the first week, oh, it, do- it doesn't work. I'm not oh, it doing it anymore. Work. Right. Yeah. It don't work. I'm done. Yeah. It, it don't work. <laughs> so I, I think probably time is probably one of the hardest things for us to um to deal with when it comes to losing weight. Everything yeah. takes time. You did not gain the weight overnight. And this is my battle. I did not gain this weight overnight. So I'm not going to lose it overnight. Right. You know, I was. 
I like the fact that you said with your page that you talk about all different ways of, you know, losing weight. And I like that because, and you're right, not everybody is meant to have the same diet plan. It, or, yes. like, I don't, you know, people, some people don't like the word diet, but everybody get what I'm saying. Right. Everything doesn't work for everybody. And I think that is so true. I myself feel like I have tried everything under the sun and finding keto. That was the, that kind of was like, okay, it's working. Oh, it's working, working. Oh, you losing, losing. But I mean, since then, I have gained my weight back, but that's from my own poor eating choices, you know, over time. But yeah, I love that. I love that you don't just tailor it to one specific thing because that hasn't been your, that hasn't been your experience. You've right. And look, most of the people that come up there, that's not going to be their experience either. Yep. I mean, rarely, you might get lucky and the first thing you try work. But mm-hmm. usually you're going to end up trying at least two to three different things before yep. you find a fit. Yep. You know, and again, like currently I'm doing Weight Watchers. And another point of my page is I feel like I'm willing to try um, some of the different things. It, you know, <laughs> if it will save somebody some time or actually encourage somebody else to do something, then yeah. that, you know, that's that that works. You know, that's a positive. So currently I am doing Weight Watchers and um, for me, I like it because it is inclusive. Um, It allows me to eat all the things I like to eat. Yeah. Um, You know, and like I said, so far so good, but um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think so far so good is all I can say right now. That's good. But I also like the fact when you said, you know, you try the keto and it didn't work for you. I think a, a lot of, of people, um, when they're changing, when they're changing their diet plans, when they're changing their eating, eating lifestyles and their eating habits, they have a hard time with the change in, okay, this isn't working. Recognizing that, hey, this ain't working for me. And instead of just giving up completely mm-hmm. on the weight loss journey, let me try something else. That's you know, a hard it's, one it's for funny a lot you, of It's funny you say that because I think that's what we do. We yes. internalize. It must be something I'm doing yep. wrong. Yep. Yep. Versus, yep. hey, this just does not work for me. This doesn't work for me. Yep. Yeah. 100%. I think that's a good thing. I hope, you know, if, if, if your viewers don't get anything else out of that, I hope they get that. That just because it doesn't work doesn't mean you did something wrong. It just means that you haven't found the right one yet. Yep. For your body. I 100% agree. I, a few years ago, this was way before I ever started keto. This is when I was in the gym. I was a heavy gym goer, 5am in the gym, getting it. Boy, that was a who that was a time. What a time. But um, I remember back then I was heavy on meal prep. I was packing my lunch. I had my carb. I had my protein. I had my my fat. And I just remember being so gung ho about prepping and going to the gym, but still the weight was not doing what it was supposed to do. And I remember being so frustrated Mm -hmm. that I was like, you know what? I'm just done with this. I'm done. I just, it's not meant for me to lose any weight. I'm just done. So I, I think you saying that is a great reminder um, well, a reminder for me and maybe a good nugget for the listeners out there. If you're out there trying something, don't be afraid to change what you're trying that's not working for you. Like, right. It's okay. Try something different. You don't have to give up on your dream. You don't have to give up on your goal, but don't be afraid to try something different to get where you're trying to be. Exactly. And, you know, another you know, thing I used to say was, um, you know, being healthy was expensive. And so, and this leads me to another focus of my page is <laughs> I do focus on fitness on a budget. Yes. Um, like one of the things I love to do is go to Dollar Tree mm-hmm. <laughs> or even Dollar General and show people that you can get some very healthy, inexpensive things yep. um, from these places. Yes. People, you know. Say- People sleep on the idea of you got to have it. You got to spend this kind of money, this kind of, no, no, you really don't. You right. just got to know where to go and where to get the food and how to put it together. Exactly. And I, now, now the, I think the biggest thing with that is that um, I would say, don't wake up. Don't say Sunday, you know what? I'm, I'm going on a diet. I'm changing. I'm doing this, this, and this. 
And then Monday you make all these changes and they don't last because you didn't do any part of your prepping is also researching, right? You know, uh, you research mm-hmm. these foods that you're going to be eating. You know, why are you eating the salad? Right. Who said you got to eat a salad? Yes, yes, <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. So the first thing we do is we hop in the car. We run to the grocery store. We buying all this lettuce. <laughs> we buying this and that. And a week later, the lettuce in the in the refrigerator wilting. <laughs> Hey, everybody, everybody right now laughing. I guarantee you, whenever, whoever's listening to this, when it's time, you laughing because you know that lettuce sitting in the back of your refrigerator. Yeah. Probably frozen, got icicles on it, and the rest of it is leaky. That's it. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> we didn't take the time to plan out what we were going to do. You know, weight loss, you have to, you have to attack it. You have to have yeah. a plan of attack. And part of that is your budget. What does your budget look like? from week to week um, for your food again and look um, like identifying your stores. I know Dollar Tree has the eggs for a dollar. You know, I get six, seven cartons. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I start panicking if I got less than two cartons in my refrigerator, (laughs) you know, right. Sausage, you know, bacon things, you know, you can take, maybe you can take 10 bucks, to you know into dollars dollar tree um or you know any store and come out with breakfast lunch and dinner right and have it all be healthy mm. you know i buy fruits that are in season yeah i buy fruits that are on sale when yep. i go to food line i'm looking for mvp that yellow tag <laughs> okay right you right. know, I already know. I need to find that yellow tag. That that's the fruit I'm buying. So being adaptable is is mm-hmm. another big thing. You have to be adaptable. I love strawberries, but guess what? I'm not buying them if they're not on sale. Yeah. Yep. That's a big one. Like you said, planning. And yes. in order to plan like that, you really got to be paying attention to what's on sale. You yes. got to be paying attention to what they're gonna have on sale for the upcoming week, so you know when you go to the grocery store what you're getting. Exactly. Sign up. You know, they, a lot of the grocery stores have the thing where you can sign up to get their emails um, to see what's coming out, what's on sale. And yeah. they usually send them out to you a day or two actually before it even happens in the store. So you have time to log in, look at what's coming out, what's going to be on sale, and you can make your list from that so that when you go into the grocery store, you already have your plan. You know to stay off those um, middle aisles. Right. You know, everybody, uh, well, if you don't know, yeah, those middle aisles is what gets you. It's those outside aisles you need Mm -hmm. to stay on. The perimeter. Exactly. Browse the perimeter. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and again, these these people that that build these grocery stores, they're smart. That's why why candy is at the the, uh, register. Mm Mm-hmm. Just as you're you're checking out, you might want you a little piece of chocolate. Here you go, right here. Because they don't put salad up there. They don't put they don't they don't they don't put the stuff you need to have. Mm-mm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-mm. I have never seen uh n- no nothing health as a matter of fact. Except for some <laughs> at the register. Look, look, at the, yeah, chapstick. that's about that's it. it. And even that's flavored. <laughs> look, even that's flavored so oh, for you. Gosh. That's, so that's that marketing one-on-one and you know honestly now i i sometimes think these cashiers are trained to move slow because the longer you stay in there the More bigger that about. temptation is for you to get that candy bar let me just get this while we right here yes ma'am is there anything else i can get for you well since you don't throw that in yep <laughs> since you asked yeah right yep. this one this this one right here and normalizing that here that's a big thing we need to normalize that mm. if you do lord if y'all please hear me if you do get that candy bar it is okay yeah yeah it is okay you know what tell yourself either if you're gonna eat the whole thing eat the whole thing cut it in half here's an yep. idea take that candy bar cut it in half put the other half in the freezer and enjoy the first half yep I feel like when I used to deprive myself of something that I yearned for, and and when I say yearn, yearn is a strong word. I mean yearned for something, a candy bar, whatever it was. If I de- if I denied myself that that feeling, 
And I let's say, okay, I saw the I saw the bag of chips that I wanted. And I really wanted that bag of chips. And I said, okay, I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get it. Later on in the day, I'll end up grazing twelve mm-hmm. different twelve different snacks that that I, I should have just went ahead and got the chips. I should have just exactly. went ahead and got the chips because now I have done more damage to my eating than I would have if I would have just gotten the dang on chips. Yeah. I could have walked them off later. I could have yes. exercised them off later. But because I because I denied my emotion to that chip, you know, me wanting to have it. Oh, now I'm eating, I'm over here, I'm having this. Oh, I'm having this. Okay, I'm gonna come pick up that later. When well, you could have just had the bag of chips, honey. And, and it, moved on and with life. Moved on. <laughs> Moved on. So now you know you're dealing you're dealing with the idea of man, now I done messed up. You you know how it goes. You get into that emotional rut. Yeah. Now, now you now your emotions done changed, your attitude done changed towards everybody because you feel like you done lost. Yes. Like why she lost. get the why they get to eat the chips? Why I can't have the chips? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, and, you're and right. You can. You have the chips and move on. Exactly. Don't be like me. I love on. I love carrot cake. Mm. I I mean, with that, I love carrot cake. So for me, I go to the grocery store. I don't make it myself, um, but I do go to the grocery store and I will get it. And, and evidently, a lot of people love carrot cake because if I don't yeah. go early, I, I don't. It, it's gone. And um, they only put a few. They know again. They are smart. They only put a few slices out at a time. <laughs> um, so I honestly, I might purchase my carrot cake Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and have it in my refrigerator for Saturday. Um, for me, it, you know, Saturday is my day that I don't restrict myself. I don't go crazy right. because you can, you overdo can um, overdo it and end up, you know, kind of taking away from all the successes you had during the week. Right. But I know on Saturday, that carrot cake is in the refrigerator and it's, wait, it's ready for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready for it. And I, it's not dependent on how good of a week I had. I don't care what kind of week I've had. I'm still having my carrot cake on Saturday. Right. That is your. That is a part of what you have planned out. Right. Yeah. But it does help. Now, it does help me stay accountable during the week because I yeah. really want that carrot cake. So right. I will ask myself, do I want that chocolate chip cookie on Tuesday or do I want that whole big chunk because you know the, the, the kind I get it, it ain't oh, a small yeah. piece right you know do I want to be able to enjoy that carrot cake and it does really help me say I'm gonna skip that cookie because I want the that, carrot cake I like it and I I, I I mean that's 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 good now in your in your weight loss journey right your ability mm-hmm. to to say okay I'm a, I'm gonna wait all I'm gonna wait on this so that I can have this do you feel like you were able to make those those same decisions uh earlier in your weight loss journey like a few years ago do you feel like you were able to make those same choices oh no i was on the roller coaster of um do good for two three days and then have the big mess up and mm-hmm. therefore it's over those three days that I was successful didn't matter. They were all over. They were gone. And that spiral started. Well, then I might as well eat this and I might as well eat this. Oh, well, then I'm just going to start over. But I'm going to start over two days from now. So I might as well go ahead on and eat everything I want to eat for these next two days. Yeah. I'm going to start back up. And for me, it was always I was going to start my diet. And I use that in quotes on a Sunday. Right. I never yep. started on a Wednesday. It was always yeah. a Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, so if I messed up Monday. that Tuesday, I wasn't gonna restart till that Sunday. Yeah, and so now like eating whatever. Yeah, so now yeah. I'm back on that roller coaster of well, I might as well go ahead and you know get those wings and with the the not only the barbecue sauce, but I'm gonna dip it in the ranch and you know we don't dip, we drown. Yeah. And 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 we dip multiple. We get a dip with each bite. Do you want some wings to go with your ranch? Is basically exactly. what saying. So, <laughs> and I mean, and 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 that's the mentality or the cycle that we we get caught up in, and yeah. that was very hard for me to um, to stop doing. Was to realize, yeah, again, just using a donut as an example, you ate the donut, you could still have that healthy dinner that you have planned. Right. Yep. You know. Sure. Yeah. Can. 
it, it did it. And again, for again for me, like currently doing um, Weight Watchers, um, it allows me to have the, that moment. Not a lot, but it was. It's very comforting for me to know that that is there. It's like built in. I love it. You know. And again, I do. I'm the type where, you know, when we go out to eat as a family, I will go to that restaurant's website now and look at the menu and see what they have and see, you know, because I want to still want to eat something good. I don't want to be sitting over there eating just lettuce while everybody, right. you know, they over there I can eating. eat lettuce at home. Exactly. They over there eating yeah. macaroni and cheese and I see the cheese just dripping from the fork and uh-uh. So, okay. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> So, but, um, I like being able to go on the restaurant's website. I see points. I see, you know, what I can have, what I, you know, what I might need to avoid. And it allows me to still have that fun, engaging meal with my family. Yeah, definitely. So So what, what about, what about, okay. So we've talked about your, your weight loss journey and, and, and it has been a journey, as you said before. You've gone through a bunch of different, um, a bunch of different methods to lose the weight and all this, all this wonderful stuff. So, what about now with your body and your physical appearance? Do you do? Can you see the changes in your body, or do you feel like you struggle to see the changes that that your body has made? It's both. Mm. I can wake up on a Monday. And put some on and go, wow, okay, I see it. You know, immediately you run to the mirror and the mirror's confirming, oh, I see where, you know, I'm curvier or, you, you know, all of that. And then, you know, two days later, I, I go, you know, and it usually comes, honestly, after I've eaten something that I, I, I you know, I probably should avoid it. That's right. when I have that spiral of, this was all for nothing. Um, I've, you know, gained all the weight back, just all of that. Um, I, I will say now I have more positive days, um, than, than negative days. And again, realizing that a lot of the stuff that has to do with weight is mental. Yeah. It is more mental than physical. Um, and understanding that again, if I eat the cookies, I'm not going to gain all the weight back. Right. You know, no, it's not a good idea to sit there and eat a whole pack of cookies, but mm-hmm. it's not, I'm not going to gain all the weight back. Right. Um, so, so that's been a big thing too. And I think, what is it? Something, what is it? Uh, what is it? Body dysmorphia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't say, I wouldn't say I have that, but I will say I understand what it is because I do have those moments when I look in the mirror and I see, um, the old me. Yep. I yep. really do. And um, there, <laughs> there are times when I have come into work and, you know, somebody say, why do you have that big shirt on? Yeah. But in my head, in my head, it fit. It's just right. comfortable. And then <laughs> <laughs> it's just comfortable. It ain't, it ain't. But then I go and I look and I go, yeah, I need to let that go. Yeah, I've had that experience, and it and and I'm telling you, I feel like um, I pay more attention to my body when I actually start losing weight mm-hmm. than when I am, and I I've actually and I know I've like I've gained weight, and in it in a sense of okay, I'm judging my body more when I lose the weight. Like oh, don't oh okay, your stomach is poking out a little bit more today than it was yesterday, even though I'm in the process of losing weight and I'm in the process of making better choices to lose weight. I'm actively losing weight, but I'm still judging my body as though I ain't doing nothing to lose weight. So and you get those comments when you when you are losing weight. You get those comments like, oh, you know, you it's probably time for you to get some new clothes or yeah. You, know, <laughs> you get those comments and then it yeah. gets you second guess like wait a minute, I guess I am losing weight, but like, what you trying to say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's kind of like that, the, the backhanded compliment. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. And then you go, but then, you know, part of that is that, is that fear and, yep. you know, so we don't want to let those clothes go. Yep. 
because it's like, what if I need it again? Exactly. What if, what if I need it again? I don't, I'm not ready to. And I think another part of it is the smaller I get don't mean the less clothes I want to wear or the tighter I want my clothes to be. Right. But, but I might, like you said, it could be both, right? Yeah, it probably is time for me to get rid of this and get some smaller clothes. But at the same time, I also don't want to create the idea that the smaller I get, the less clothes I'm aware or the tighter my clothes going to be. Because that's not, that might not be the case either. Right. You know, like for me, I look, I realized now it's just that they fit now. Right. <laughs> Whereas right. before they was tight. <laughs> so right. you think you think they look loose now they just fit because i lost a little weight <laughs> i don't need no new clothes these just now being comfortable these, right they comfortable now we get yeah. it it's, it's yeah. just perfectly so yeah. now I, I'm, I'm getting ready to get into a different topic here but it but it relates to weight and it relates to weight loss but we're just going to touch on this because I honestly want you back on the podcast for a topic regarding relationships and dating. It, we, we won't go one, but I definitely want you to come back on the podcast for that because I, I think that that's going to be interesting to talk about. But so as we get ready to close out, I want to touch briefly on the topic of um, dating relationships with the change in your body and the attitude that comes along with that confidence with the changes that you made with your weight loss. How, how has that been for you? Do you notice any more confidence um, that you have had? Um, I, I think that I am more receptive when I am approached. Mm -hmm. um, but I still have those moments. Like if we are, um, deciding to, you know, meet up and go out to eat or whatever. I am mm -hmm. still very conscious about where we go. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what does the seating look like? Mm -hmm. Um, what am I going to order? You know, yeah. um, and all of those things still come into play. Um, no matter to me, no matter how confident you might feel or look on the outside. Yeah. You know, some of that, that, that oldness can tends to come out it can res it can resurface at the oddest times yes I agree you know I, I used to not go out because um I had a fear of I didn't want to be embarrassed and go somewhere and they not have a chair that I could sit in right you know even though technically I, I probably was not that big to where that was it but in my head I was yeah so now even though I have lost weight um, I still have moments when, you know, if you ask me what restaurant do I want, you know, to go out to, I'm going to pick the ones I knew, I know I was safe in when I was yeah. bigger. Mm. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, right. I, I, I'm, I'm more nervous about going someplace new than I am nervous about the person I'm with. Ah, oh, wow. That's big. Yeah. That's a, that's major. You oh, know, wow. yeah, because I don't care for booze. <laughs> yeah, what you say? Mm -mm. I, I really don't, you right. know, and <laughs> even though, even though I can fit in them now and right. I'm pretty, pretty comfortable, I still feel more secure in a chair that I know I can move and maneuver like I need to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, that's, I think for me, you know. Be I am at my biggest that I have been in years. Um, and it's so funny because I'm I'm going through these changes as well. I mean, I, I, I ain't going to talk about it here, but I'm going through all these physical changes as well. And I feel like my weight, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Some days my confidence is on 10,000. You know, yes. sometimes my confidence is on 10,000, whether I know, I, and I know I'm at my biggest that I have, I have been now, my weight has shifted, you know, over the years, like I'm, maybe I'm not bigger in this area, but I'm bigger in this area. But I, some days I have days, I have great days. My confidence is on 10,000 and some days my confidence is at a all time low mm -hmm. and, and depending on how I'm feeling at that time. It, it will depend on whether or not I feel approachable with, with the dating. 
to pursue. And when I say pursue, I don't mean chase a man. I mean, just pursue the idea of getting out there to date again. So it just depends. Some I got some good days and I got some bad days. You know, they're not yeah. all the same. <laughs> they are not all the same. I would look, I know I'm having a good day if I take a selfie and post it. Okay, listen. <laughs> Cause there are some days when I look in the mirror, I go, mm-mm, you gotta share that. <laughs> so <laughs> the world need to see this. Yes, because this because I'm having a good day. So <laughs> But then there are days when I take a when I can take a picture and I go, mm, that moment is gone. I'm not sharing that. <laughs> That's just gonna stay right here in my phone. Yeah. That's far yeah. as gonna go. Yeah. Wow. Now I did I did have um my my mechanic friend. Um he's been my mechanic for probably going on four years now. Mm-hmm. And um he's into the big girls and everything. And he was like, Oh no, you know, you ain't fat no more, you thick now. Oh, okay. Wait. That's what I said. You an elevator. <laughs> That's what I said. Well, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take that as a compliment. Okay. Right. You know, oh, and and again, it was no shade to using the word fat. Um, because right. again, when I tell you he's into, yeah, he's into big girls. Yeah. Um, but it was it was it was a compliment. I it really because he was like, okay, you, you about done? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm telling you. I, People really have to be careful too because you go to losing weight and they like, uh uh-uh, uh, you look sick. You look yeah. you look too it's too I don't like it. It's too too small. Then yeah. they let you gain weight. Oh, you 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 wanna hit the gym sometime or you mm-hmm. you you're like, God dog, I can't win. I can't win. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna do me. Right. You know, and you know, you don't, you don't, you can keep your comments to yourself. Now I have learned to speak up more um, when they, you know, when somebody, if I feel like you're giving me a backhanded compliment, mm-hmm. I, I have learned to speak up and let you know, cause maybe you didn't realize that that's what you were doing. Right. I'm, I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt the first time, Yeah. you know, yeah. but to let you know, no, you know, you know, after about the third time, oh, you look good. What really, what you, what you really trying to say? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's still me. What it, it was, yeah, it was, exactly. It might be me. a smaller me or a bigger me, <laughs> but yeah, me. it's still me. And right. I don't care what size I am. I still, I know I still dress cute. That's one thing you're going to take away from me. D- look, dress cute, personality still cute. Exactly. All of, all of, the, all of that is still the same. Very yeah. much so still the same. Well, listen, I have truly, truly, truly enjoyed you uh, blessing my presence uh, on the podcast on tonight. Y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I think my first podcast back on form um, with Delinda has been amazing. We, we've got some really good content on here uh, for tonight and in talks of change. And we talked about change from man from weight loss journey to the professional aspect to your personal aspect dating i mean we've hit change in so many areas um i hope somebody out in the audience was able to grasp something that is going to be dear to your heart and near to your heart and hopefully um there is something that was said today to encourage you uplift you and inspire you um if you guys have an opportunity and you want to leave a message please figure out how to do so on whatever listening platform you're using to hear this podcast. Please share it with a friend. Uh, We're all going through changes right now. Uh, I don't think there is a person in this world in this particular moment who has not endured some type of change within the last 12 months. So um, please share this with your family members, uh, anybody that you know that's going through change and they're just looking for some inspiration. Please be sure to share the podcast. Delinda, I appreciate you, um, not just as a person, but as a friend. I really appreciate your support. You know, me and you polo, and I'm I'm quite sure you um (laughs) you get sick of my polo sometimes because I would just rant, honey. I would just I would just rant. But I appreciate you. And listen, so the next time we do this, just to give them entice them. The mm-hmm. reason why I started, I decided to lose weight is because mm-hmm. I received a Dear John text and it pissed me off. Oh, oh that's it was different. not, you know, when you ask people, why do you lose weight? I want to be healthy. Oh, no, ma'am. I was mad. 
I so I was share, I'm gonna share that story. I was yes. mad. Okay, I, that's wrong. I love it. I, that's a. Hey, I'm gonna have to clip that piece too. I'm gonna have to save it on this podcast and clip it for the for the for the for the interlude of the next podcast. I love yes. it. I love it. Well, we I'm definitely getting you back on here. Um, I said that I was gonna respect. 30 minutes. Well, we've been on here for, for over an hour. So, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I told you I can talk. <laughs> Listen, so can I, it's, it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. But anyway, listeners, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate you again. Delinda Moorhead is my special guest for tonight. Our topic was on change and we hit a bunch of different um, subtopics underneath change. Uh, please make sure to go check out her Facebook page at Plus Size Fitness LLC. Um, please also make sure to go check out her Instagram page, Plus Size Fitness LLC. She's got some amazing, amazing tips and some, I think you get ready to start uploading videos again. Yes. Okay, yes. so cool. Um, I think that when you are coming from a um, plus size view of what fit looks like, you have to keep in mind that our bodies are not slim bodies. Our bodies are not going to look the same doing workouts as a person who is smaller naturally than we are. Um, and so she's building a community where people can feel comfortable and they can have somebody that they can identify with who looks like them, who's on a journey just like they are. So I love it. Um, again, Delinda, thank you so much. Do you have anything you want to say? No, just thank you for having me. This was my first time and I had an absolute blast. Um, definitely, I want people to reach out um, on my page and, you know, share their thoughts, their journeys, come laugh, come cry. Yeah. Um, one of the main things I ask on my page is how can plus size fitness help? That is a Love real it. question. Love it. I want real answers. Love it. Excellent. All right, y'all. Well, you know, um, we're here on the Clear Intention Podcast. We have enjoyed being able to have this dialogue on this evening. And again, we know and hope that something is said to inspire you. You guys have a great night. Till next time.